Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to another exciting edition of Taylor Bay's Voice with Kevin Taylor. I'm your host, Kevin Taylor, coming to you from my hometown, the capital of Georgia, of Atlanta. And on this program, we're rocking the sports bell from the ATL. Make sure that you check me out anytime on social media at Kevin Taylor 98 on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. But don't forget, you can join me during the Game Time Sports Show in Seattle on 1420 KY. I Z Twins Twins the Twins dot com rather and uh, I'm on that program from five to five thirty Eastern two to two thirty Pacific as we have Taylor Made Tuesdays with JB and KB on the radio station there in Seattle and also it's heard in Portland on WMBS so make sure that you check me out on uh, those. Uh, those ways that you can be able to hear me when I speak up at Atlanta Sports. And uh, when I, even you know, we're talking sports from Atlanta and around the country, hey, I really do mean it. So uh, check me out on TaylorMade Tuesdays there or here, right here on TaylorMade Sports with Kevin Taylor. Thank you so much for being a part of the program each and every time that you tune in. And, of course, we've got a lot of things to cover on this edition of the show, so let's get right to it. As the number two ranked Georgia Bulldogs would travel to Columbia, Missouri, to take on the Tigers in a battle of 3-0 and teams. Now, the Tigers quarterback, Drew Locke, is averaging 354 yards passing at 11 touchdowns on the season so far. George is averaging 45 points a game, and Missouri has allowed over 300 yards passing per game. So, of course, you know the edge goes to the Bulldogs there. The Bulldogs are also averaging 272 yards on the ground. Junior running back Elijah Holyfield ran for a career-best 100 yards last week against Middle Tennessee State. Now, Miko Hardman, he leads Georgia in receiving with 12 catches for 187 yards of the season, but it's truly a weapon on special teams returning punts and kicks. Kickoff is at 12 noon, and you can watch the game on ESPN. Now, the third-ranked Clemson Tigers, they'll be in Atlanta on Saturday to take on Georgia Tech in one of college football's oldest rivalries at 330 at Bobby Dodd Stadium. Some notes regarding this game are it's going to be the 83rd meeting in a series that dates back to 1898. Yes, over 100 years, 1898, 120 years. Can you believe that? Georgia Tech has only played three teams more often than it has played Clemson, Georgia, 112 times, Auburn, 92 times, and Duke, 85 times. Georgia Tech leads the all-time series with Clemson, 50, 30, and two ties, including a 44, 14, and two advantage in games played in Atlanta. Now, the Yellow Jackets, they've been dominant over the Tigers at home, and that includes wins in five of the last six matchups played at Bobby Dodd Stadium. So, hey, looks really good to take this year, right? Clemson is the highest-ranked opponent to visit Bobby Dodd Stadium since 2009-2000, uh, September 9th, I'm sorry, 2000, when number two, Florida State escaped with a 26-21 victory over Georgia Tech. Now, after two straight games on the road, Georgia Tech, they're returning home where they won nine of their last 10 games, but uh, it's been, you know, dismal on the road as the Jackets have lost seven in a row. Georgia Tech and Clemson are two of only eight teams that rank among the top 25 nationally in both total offense and defense this season. Georgia Tech is 21st in offense, 23rd in defense. Clemson is 20th in offense, 10th in defense. And Georgia Tech, they're going to be debuting their first Adidas alternative alternate uniform on Saturday. And, of course, it is a homage to Georgia Tech's 1990 National Championship team. The alternate uniform features a gold helmet, 
blue jersey and white pants. Now that's the jersey that I really would like for them to see to see them wear at home on a regular basis. The same combination for the nineties jackets that wore those during their home games as well. And that included a twenty one to nineteen victory over Clemson, who was nationally ranked at the time, as their forty five to twenty one win over Nebraska in the nineteen ninety one Florida Citrus Bowl, of course sealed it for their national their cold championship of that season uh, and the final rankings in the polls. Now, we're going to hear from both head coaches, and I'm going to actually play Dabo Sweeney's uh, press conference that he had earlier this week. It's in in his entirety, you know, so um, I want you to get the full effect of Dabo because, of course, Dabo, he – he can be a talker. He, he can go a good bit. But everything that he says in the press conference is vital to, of course, his team's preparation and how they view Georgia Tech. So let's hear from Clemson head coach Dabo Sweeney about this week's game. We are uh, really excited about getting into conference play this week. Uh, for us, this is our next goal, uh, to win the division. And uh, I think this is seven years in a row we've opened up conference play on the road. Uh, I'm not sure how we got so lucky with that, but uh, it is what it is. But um, so it's a challenge, and so to win the division, uh, you've got to be able to win on the road. And uh, you get eight conference games. Uh, you get no mulligans, man. They all count. They all matter. Uh, they're all huge. And uh, and then you throw in the fact that it's Clemson, Georgia Tech, and and uh, you know one of the better rivalries in this conference, uh, in my opinion. So. Uh, just a lot at stake on Saturday. And first quarter of our season is over. Uh, I think we've learned a lot. I think that uh, we still got a lot of improving to do, and I think we got an eager bunch to do just that, uh, coaches and players, uh, to, to get better, man. And uh, we're excited about kicking off the second quarter and uh, the challenge that's, that's coming our way uh, Saturday in Atlanta, a place that we really haven't had a ton of success, um, you know, but this senior class is, has got a, a unique opportunity. Um, and uh, they take a lot of pride in, in their legacy here. And, and I know that we'll get a tremendous effort from our guys uh, to hopefully play our best game. That's really what our goal is this week, is to, is to apply the lessons that we've learned from the first three games. Uh, that's what, what wisdom is, right? It's the application of knowledge. Uh, so let's take the knowledge that we've gained from three games and let's play with some wisdom. Let's apply it uh, on game day and let's, let's, impe- let's get better and let's kick off the second quarter um, in a really positive way and put, by playing our very best football game of the season. That's really what I'm looking for. Uh, so I think we're off to a good start. Uh, you know, good, good meetings around here Sunday and Monday as coaches and then last night on the field with the guys. I think that they're locked in. They're excited about uh, getting into conference play as well. And, um, you know, it's amazing how the days just start clicking. And here we are in the game four, uh, second quarter. So uh, trying to enjoy all of the journey, too, as we go through it. Um, but, uh, you know, Georgia Tech is, is a, a good football team. I know they're one and two. Uh, and a lot of times that's where people make mistakes is they just kind of look on a piece of paper and they see a record and they go, okay, well, you know, and it just doesn't work that way. Uh, there are no easy outs. Uh, and Georgia Tech is, is in one of the most difficult teams that you will play. Um, and we know that because we play them every year, and it is always an incredibly stressful week uh, to play these guys. They do a great job. 
South Florida's a good football team, and uh, there were some crazy plays in that game. It was kind of back and forth. It was a, I guess it was a, it was less than a one-score game till right at the end, um, and they scored late to kind of to put it up. I mean, it was it was that game could have gone to either team. Both teams played incredibly hard, and then same thing at Pitt. Uh, 24-19, I think, was the score. One-score game. They're right there in position to win the game. They had some mishaps. Uh, they had a, a fake punt that, that didn't go their way and, uh, and and ended up getting beat on the road. So they've had two two tough losses on the road, but their team has played incredibly hard. And now they're back at home, and they're getting an opportunity to, uh, you know, play Clemson. And uh, so we know that, that – We've got a huge task in front of us uh, this week. Uh, Paul does, like I said, as good of a job as anybody in getting his guys ready to play. And uh, you know, defensively, uh, they got a new defensive coordinator uh, who came from App. Does a good job. They've got a, they've got a good scheme. And uh, uh, offensively, uh, they've played two quarterbacks, and both of them are dangerous. I mean, both those guys can can flat out uh, run and find the creases. Um, they're throwing the ball, I think, about 17 times a game. And uh, they've hit some huge plays, massive plays, uh, uh, which which typically when they complete one, that's usually what happens. It's usually a big-time big chunk-type play. So that'll be the challenge for us. Uh, it's always a challenge defensively uh, to, to be disciplined and we did a pretty good job last week. We had a couple times where we didn't have our eyes on the right things, and, and guys got behind us. Um, and you just you can't get bored uh, doing your job when you when you maybe don't have a lot of action on the back end. Uh, you've got to you've got to stay locked in, and then obviously uh, winning up front, staying on our feet, and, and you know uh, taking on the cut blocks and uh, not letting guys get to the second level, uh, having great pursuit. Uh, because when you do, that's where a lot of the big plays come from. Is, is you'll do a good job on the front side of a play, but you maybe got cut on the back side, or you're not quite pursuing like you need to, and then boom, here goes that quarterback cutting up in a crease for 30 yards on you. Uh, and maybe it would have been a 10-yard game. Um, so there's just there's just a lot of things that, that we've got to do a great job of to give ourselves a chance. And and then uh, offensively for us, uh, you know, you know, get back to the first couple games and, and, and taking care of the football. Um, got to take care of the ball i mean you know we do a good job with that and win the margin you know we might have a turnover somewhere but let's win the margin uh because when we do good things usually happen for us uh, but there's a lot of positives going on uh right now and and a lot to build on uh as we get into this next phase of our our journey here conference play all right that was clemson head coach Debo sweetie about how his team is preparing for Georgia Tech on Saturday. Now, let's hear from Georgia Tech head football coach, Paul Johnson. Well, certainly uh, we were disappointed in the way we played last weekend, I think especially in the first half. Uh, came out in the second half and played a little better, but we dug ourselves quite a hole and weren't able to get out of the hole. Uh, this week will be a tremendous challenge. Uh, this might be as talented a team as we've played since I've been here. Uh, defensively, they've got multiple first-round draft picks. And offensively, they've got a great deal of skill. Uh, I think their running backs and receivers are as good as anybody in the country. So be a be a huge challenge. 
Yes, huge challenge indeed for the Jackets coming up on Saturday. Kickoff is at 3.30. You catch the game on ABC. So it uh, should be a good game, and I will be there as well. So make sure that you check out my tweets on Twitter at KevinTaylor98 and uh, keep you abreast of what's going on at uh, Bobby Dodd Stadium. So we should have a good time, no doubt about that. Also coming up on this edition of the program, you're going to be taken on the wet carpet to tee up ATL, the big concert at the College Football Hall of Fame this past Monday night to kick off the 2018 Tour Championship. And uh, the headliner was Big Boy, and we had a great time. And you'll hear my interviews with Greg Garza and, uh, 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 you know, Mikey Ambrose of uh, the Atlanta United also, uh, uh, Wes Schweitzer, as well as Ryan Schrader, and uh, Justin Bethel of the Atlanta Falcons, uh, Lloyd Pierce, the head coach of the Atlanta Hawks, as well as Bubba Watson. So make sure that you stay right where you are, and that's coming up in just a few minutes as well. But just, you know, to finish up about college football, now Georgia, Georgia State, they're going to be looking to rebound from a pair of tough road losses, to say the least. They'll be returning home to face Western Michigan on Saturday at Georgia State Stadium. Georgia State and Western Michigan are meeting for the first time, and the Panthers will play the return game in Western Michigan next season on September 14th. Wow, they, they, I already got these games scheduled. Uh, the Panthers are one and one against the bad conference after spitting a player of games against Ball State in 2015, which Georgia State won 31 to 19. In 2016, Ball State won 31 21 when the Panthers were playing at the Georgia Dome. Uh, the Panthers. Actually, they feature one of the nation's top receivers in Junior Penny Hart. Uh, he ranks first among all active FBS receivers in career receiving yards per game with just over 80. And also, he's second in receptions per game with five and a half, 30 in receiving yards at 2,415, fifth in receptions with 165, and fourth in touchdown receptions at 18, all in 30 games within his career. So you had a tremendous career to this point already. Now, Brandon Wright, he leads the nation in an average of 53 yards per punt, which helps Georgia State as they're now 12th in the nation in net punting average at 42.6. Kickoff is set for 2 o'clock at Georgia State Stadium, and you can watch the game on ESPN+. Now, other local college games on Saturday include Clark Atlanta. They're traveling just right up I-75 in Kennesaw, Georgia, to face Kennesaw State at 6 o'clock. And Morehouse, they're traveling a little bit farther to Chicago to play Miles College at 3.30 in the 21st annual Chicago Football Classic. So uh, we want to see all of our Atlanta teams do well this weekend for sure. It's Taylor Bay Sports with Kevin Taylor. Thank you so much for being part of the show. Of course, you can reach out to me anytime on social media, Twitter, Instagram. It is very easy. It is Kevin Taylor. 98. All right. Now, speaking of football, we're going to shift into another gear of football, and that's with the Atlanta United. Did anybody stay up and watch the game when they played, uh, I think it was Wednesday, against San Jose? I mean, that was something. That was something. Wow. The United, after a long stretch on the road, they'll be returning home. On Saturday, I'll be at Mercedes-Benz Stadium as well. So giving you updates when the United return home to face Real Salt Lake. And uh, they're going to be hosting Real Salt Lake. And uh, that game will actually start at 7 p.m. And uh, they're going to be in first place 
in the Supporter Shield standings with an 18-5-6 record with 60 points, while Real Salt Lake, they sit in fifth place in the Western Conference at 13-10-6 with 45 points. And uh, like I said, it's going to be at 7 p.m. Eastern, and it's going to be televised by Southeast. So uh, the United, they, they'll be returning home to play their third match in eight days after a six-point road trip. And they got wins in Colorado Rapids, San Jose, you know, and um, just just a good road trip for the United. Uh, the United battled back from a 3-1 deficit in the second half to come back to win 4-3 against San Jose earlier this week. Real, Real Salt Lake is coming off a 1-1 draw at home against Minnesota last Saturday. So it should be a good matchup for both teams. And uh, like I said, it kicks off at 7 o'clock. And you can watch it on Fox Sports Southeast. So it should be some great, great soccer action, great football action right here in Atlanta coming up this weekend. All right. Let's now take you on to the red carpet of the PF ATL concert. As I, we had a great time, like I told you. And speaking of the Atlanta United, let's start it off with two of their good players that they have on their team that are providing dividends, no doubt. And it's Greg Garza and Mikey Ember. All right, guys, thank you for being here on Telemann Sports with Kevin Taylor. We're the TFATL program here on the red carpet. We got two of the Atlanta United stars. And I just introduce yourself. Greg Garza. And I'm Mikey Ambrose. All right, Greg, we're going to start with you. You know, just tell us about the season so far, how you enjoyed it. You're in first place. The season has been absolutely wonderful. Couldn't ask for more, and hopefully you can bring a trophy home to Atlanta. Yes, yes. And, of course, Mikey, you know, you got a big game coming up this week as well. Just got a preview of four. Yeah, I mean, thankfully we're in first place, but we'd like to extend that point lead a little bit. So Salt Lake's going to be a tough team, but uh, I, think, I think we'll be all right going into the weekend. Just talk about how Tata keeps you guys ready and also focused as well. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's such a good coach. He's such a tactician. He just prepares us so well for each game. And uh, no matter who we're playing against, he always has us just fully 100% ready to go, and uh, we're all usually on the same page. And, of course, you guys are very humble. Joseph Martinez is playing very well. Just talk about, you know, his style of play right now because, of course, he's doing phenomenal things on the soccer field. Yeah, he's a, he's a shark. He's a killer. Uh, every chance he has, he, he takes care of it. Uh, I think we're just very lucky to have him by our side. And, of course, you go into every game. Expected to win. Very true. Yeah, every game uh, for us, I think, right now is uh, at a mental aspect of where we need complete concentration and to keep that lead, uh, that point lead, as Mikey said. And I think that uh, we're definitely on that uh, road right now, and hopefully we can keep that streak. But of course, you're taking it still one game at a time, right? Very true. All right, and of course, you know, you haven't locked up, you know, everything totally, but at the same time, you're, you're still trying to get that goal of, you know, getting that uh, Supporter Shield trophy, and I know it's going to come up, you know, hopefully after this game this week. Yeah, I think this weekend can definitely be a, a game for us to really take advantage of that and get a four-point lead on every other team, and, uh, you know, I think this is a very important game against uh, against Real Salt Lake this weekend. Yeah, I mean, it's it's always a pleasure to play in front of these fans, so we love playing at home, and it's, it's like a dream come true to play here in front of them. All right, before we let you go, any party words that you'd like to say for the fans here in Atlanta? Just thank you for all your support, and we can't wait to just keep playing for you in the future. All right, thanks, guys, for being a part of Taylor Bay Sports. I'm Kevin Taylor. Thank you. All right, 
good players uh, will be just fine. Jeremy's been here for a couple weeks, um, just trying to get it all together now. And of course, we're here at the T-Up at, uh, ATL event, getting ready for the Tour Championship. And do you play a little bit of golf? Not at all. I, I watch it, though. I watch it. I have no skills on the golf course. I will not put myself through that kind of misery, so I like to watch. Nice. All right, sounds good. Do you have any golfers that you follow or any particular? I, I try and just follow the sport. Obviously, there's a big match coming up with Tiger and uh, I think Phil Mickelson, which will be interesting, but I've been following the sport. Every It seems like every tournament there's a new winner, which keeps the parity of the sport and the parity of the game intact. Uh, but I just like watching. Hey, well, sounds good. And before we let you go, you know, what's the main thing that you want to bring to this young Hawks team that the fans can also be expected to see in this in this season? It's all about competition. There's no other way around it. If you're not competitive, nothing works. And that's how the NBA is. We can talk about excitement and making shots and all of it. We want to bring a competitive team to every to State Farm Arena every single night, and that's what I plan on doing. Well, Coach, welcome to Atlanta. We'll see you again in media day coming up. And I want you to have a great season. Appreciate it. Thank you. It's Taylor Mays Sports here at TFATL. I'm Kevin Taylor now joined with Bubba Watson. Getting ready for the 2018 Tour Championship. Bubba, how does it feel, you know, getting ready for this this week's event? It uh, feels good. You know, uh, I missed last year, so getting back here is always uh, a pleasure and an honor. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. You know, I've had a couple top tens the last few times I've played here, and I'd like to uh, try to lift that trophy on Sunday here. Of course you won, you know, 
more than one major, of course, the Masters, a couple of times. Do you do anything differently to prepare for any of the major tournaments? No, you do the same thing. You know, each each golf course is going to demand something out of you. And around Eastlake, it's going to demand a short game because of the way the grass is and the way the ball sits in the grass. So around here, we need to really work on the short game, trying to get that perfected. Um, you know, it's a lot of luck involved, but if you can try to get the technique down just right, you have a better shot at uh, getting up and down out, you know, just off the greens there. You know, I was going to ask you about that, about the golf course. Is there any particular par or hole that, you know, may be better than another one, or is it, you know, pretty much even all throughout? Uh, there's a few holes that we know are difficult. Um, 16, 17, and 18, well, now, now uh, I think that's what, 7, 8, and 9 now because we switched it. But, um, you know, those are the holes that are definitely you want to par them and try to get out of there. And then now we finish on the par 5. Number nine, R18 now. So you got to get a birdie there. And of course, if it comes down to say, let's say a playoff, you know, if, if you're in that situation, do you ever put any maybe pressure on yourself, or you just kind of go into it just flowing as, as everything comes? Um, a lot of my victories have been because of a playoff. So um, what I do is I, you know, it's. Um, I feel like I've already won because, uh, you know, no matter what, I, I'll get second place. So, um, you know, second place ain't too bad, but um, so I always um, I always feel good. I always have, I'm full of energy and excited to be there. So um, I never really get nervous once I get in the playoffs. Now, of course, on a lighter note, you play golf in Georgia. You know, have you still been keeping up what's going on there, golf, as well as in other sports? And how do you feel about it? I feel good. You know, I think Georgia, um, the golf team kind of um, lost a little bit the last few years, but they're, they're coming back strong. Um, Obviously, I was at the national championship game here last year with football, um, and so I think Kirby's turned it around and, and got everybody hyped and ready to play, and, and so it's been fun to watch. Well, we'll be watching you as well this week here at the Tour Championship over at Eastlake Country Club. Hey, well, Bubba, thanks so, thanks so much for being with us on Television Sports with Kevin Taylor. Yeah, thanks a lot, man. Thanks for having me. All right, thanks to everyone who stopped by and talked to us on the red carpet this past Monday at the TFATL concert at the College Football Hall of Fame. And uh, we had a great time. And the Tour Championship, hey, it's in full swing over at East Lake Country Club, uh, golf course, rather, uh, just east of Atlanta. And uh, they're having a wonderful time over there. You can catch the event on NBC and also the Golf Channel. And speaking of Bubba Watson, he's not faring too well, actually. He's tied for 21st. So uh, he's pretty much um, down in the pack here so far on the leaderboard. But going into the weekend, you have actually, you know, some some great competitors who are actually tied for uh, typically fourth. Uh, you know, Justin Thomas, you know, he's he's tied there. Uh, let's take a look at some other names here, uh, right quick, uh, that are that are tied for the uh, fourth place position. Um, you've got also uh, Billy Horschel, he's tied as well, and uh, he's in a battle. Uh, for, you know, trying to get into a uh, slot there with uh, some other golfers to uh, try to be able to take the lead into the uh, weekend. You've got uh, Patrick Cantley. Uh, he's also tied for fourth as well. John Rome, he's tied for fourth. You've got Roy McElroy in third place. And you've got uh, Justin Rolls. He's tied for first. But can you guess who actually is in first ahead of? Justin Rose? Yes. Minus seven with the lead is Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods is very well at the East Lake Golf Course, and uh, this year is no exception. He's atop the leaderboard at the end of Friday's action. 
So we'll see if he can get it done by Sunday to be the uh, to a championship champion here in 2018. All right, another group that will be looking to have a championship, and that's the NL East Championship, and that's the Atlanta Braves. The Braves, their number to clinch the division is four after they win over Philadelphia on Thursday. They get it started again tonight at 735 at SunTrust Park. It's the last homestand of the season, so you only have, besides Friday, you have Saturday, uh, Saturday and Sunday to uh, go out to uh, SunTrust Park and see the Braves in action against Philadelphia. And, of course, these two teams are playing head-to-head, so the, so the number could be down to two if the Braves win on Friday. And, of course, if they win Saturday, Sunday, hey, you know, that's the division right there. And what a great way for them to be able to do it at home in front of their fans. And, um, wow, that would, that would really be something. That would really be something, uh, you know, for them to be able to get the uh, division during the last homestand of the season. And, uh, you know, this 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 town is, is behind the Braves. It's been a while since uh, we've had a lot of excitement, uh, you know, behind the Braves. It's been a lot, a lot of years. But this year, I think they can get the job done. I know they can get the job done. So this is a young team. Hey, you know, it's, it's not going to be a situation where I think Philadelphia is going to come back and win the last three games of the season, I mean, of the, of the series, rather. But uh, the Braves, they're going to do it. Uh, 735 here on Friday, 105 on Saturday, and 135 on Sunday. Go out, check out the Braves in the last home game, home stand of the uh, season at SunTrust Park, and it's pretty much getting ready for postseason. This is a young team, and uh, they're ready for sure. Next week, the Braves are on the road, of course, as they travel to New York to uh, take on the Mets for three games, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and then they finish out the season against Philadelphia again, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Sunday's game next week is at 3.05 in Philadelphia. So, uh, you know, we got to get behind the Braves as they get ready for uh, the postseason and uh, trying to clinch the National League East division. It's a big game at the Georgia Dome. Of course, we talked about it on the red carpet with a few of the Falcons players, but the Falcons will be in action at 1 o'clock on Fox against New Orleans. If the Falcons can, of course, keep Drew Brees at a minimum, stopping that running game of the Saints, the Saints' defense has been up and down, to say the least. Uh, the Falcons have a great chance to win this game, but you've got some key injuries, some guys who are still going to be out on both sides of the ball for the Falcons. So it's going to be pretty much a close game like it is every year with, with New Orleans, but the Falcons should still be able to get a win and get the job done. That's that's your Taylor Bay Sports for this week. Hey, thank you so much for being a part of the show. I'm Kevin Taylor. Make sure that you check me out again for Telebate Tuesdays during the Game Time Sports Program in Seattle, 1420 KYIZ. Or you can check it out on ztwins.com every Tuesday, 5 to 5.30 Eastern, 2 to 2 p. 2 to 2.30 p.m. Pacific. And, uh, you know, we just have a great time with JB and KB. So make sure you check that out. Also, you can download this program anytime on iTunes. And, uh, you know, hey, you can check me out anytime on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at KevinTaylor98, especially this weekend for sure with everything that's going on sports-related. Never be discouraged, always encouraged. Until the next time, my friends, I'm out.